Hello, and welcome to episode 117 of Film Night. My name's Richie. My name's Jack. My name's Henry. And my name's Joe. And in today's episode, we're talking about... <laughs> How you guys doing? Really well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah. Joe? Oh, oh hello. You're yeah. here. Yeah, hello. Who's that voice? Oh, yeah. I thought, yeah, man. I didn't realise you still uh, came to these <laughs> still things, existed. <laughs> um, yeah, I know it's been a long time, hasn't it? It has. Yeah. 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 I almost yeah. forgot how to get here this evening. <laughs> if I'm for Henry, then, uh, well, be Did the other side, other side of living. No, Jack. You've been such a good actor. I mean, this sorry. is comedy gold, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Look at so, so you've been on holiday. Yes, I have. And you were on a cruise. I was on a cruise. I got that wrong because I said I thought you weren't on a cruise. Oh, time. really? No, yeah, I was on a cruise and I couldn't make it last week because I was coming back from Southampton. Mm. Um, God, that was a mistake. What? Going from Southampton. I mean, right, it, it was a very good, it was a good holiday, <laughs> mm, but um, the reason why ships sail from Southampton is for either people that don't like flying, which is obvious, or people that are too old to get insurance to go on an aeroplane. Okay. So you can imagine the average age group <laughs> on this ship. Right. I'd probably go with 75. Oh, average? The average. No, no. <laughs> no yeah. Oh my God. I mean, we got on the ship, and I mean, like, because we went on last year, we were about, we sort of knew what was, was happening, so mm-hmm. everybody was, like, crowding around one place. They all wanted the elevators. <laughs> I mean, if you're under the age of 60, you go for the stairs. So, we went up to our cabin, and you're walking down the, the, the obviously, the, the cabin, sort of, whatever you call them, the hallway. And they're not that, they're not that big when you go into your cabin. They're quite small. But they have handrails, right? Mm. Um, and you can overtake, but sometimes it's a bit overtake. like, you know, you don't always want to. <laughs> touch and now, go. Bear in mind, we're in Southampton at that point, so we'd not set sail or anything. So the ship was sturdy. It wasn't moving. Right. And we were going to the cabin, and uh, well, there's this old couple. And they're clinging on to the banister for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> one hand in front of the other. One hand in front of the other. Literally going at probably, what, less than one mile an hour down the hallway. <laughs> and you're behind them. And we're behind them. So we're like, oh my God, this could be a long two weeks. I mean, if you're a fan of ballroom dancing, go on a cruise from Southampton. If you're not a fan of ballroom dancing, don't go on a cruise from Southampton. Well, where did you? Was it from Southampton last time you did it? No, we we flew to like Venice and then started from started there. from Venice and oh, did that. Nice. So it's a bit of a younger crowd. We went a bit earlier in the month. This was when everybody's gone off and started work again. Right. It was for the old biddies. Right. And. Uh, yeah, it was it was good for. I mean, there was a time when you're sat on the deck, sort of by the pool, and it's nice and sunny, and uh, there's this old couple, and they're lying down on their sun lounger, and then the woman gets up, and she's probably about late seventies, and she's quite capable. The man, on the other hand, he's probably early eighties, and he's been sunbathing all day. You can Ooh. tell. Uh, and they're obviously red leathery wanting, skin yeah they're, they're wanting to go inside to the buffet to get some food it was like three o'clock so it's gone time type of thing so they, he's trying to get up right and he's sort of like not able to get up and then he sort of does get up but and then he falls down again so his wife's there right and she's just like doesn't know what she's doing she looks a bit dotty so she's a bit sort of all like that sort of looking and then this man he try, he gets up but and then he sort of like goes like that and he falls onto the sun lounger now I'm sat from above like watching this sort of laughing to myself but you know <laughs> not thinking it's quite funny 
And then he's like this, and then his wife's sort of like trying to help him up. I mean, she's not going to do anything, is she? You know, he's he's quite an, an overweight man, should we add? And she's there, and she's trying to trying to pull him up, right. and nobody's helping. So then I thought maybe I should go down. I mean, I'm quite far away. I'm thinking I'm not moving all the way over there, you know. <laughs> so, so you know, I'd give it an extra minute, and if anything, you know. But and then these other people start to get up and, and notice. So these other guys get up. Now bearing in mind that they're old as well. They don't really help the situation. So he's there, sort of in, in limbo, sort of mid-air type, and not, his back's obviously gone or something. And then this other old guy comes over with his little trilby hat on oh or whatever, and, and he's trying to get him up. And then he can't get him up. So his mate that he's sat having a chat with, he starts to get up. And so he gets up, and he starts to come. Three other guys later, so there's five men around this man at this point, <laughs> yanking him up. And I'm, this is not a joke, I'm, I'm being serious. They go, on the count of three, right? <laughs> One. And the whole ship at this, well, the whole deck at this point is sort of like watching. One, two, three, boom. They yank him up, right? And then he goes like this. And he sort of like looks around. And he goes, thank you. <laughs> and then he just turns around with his wife. I'm not kidding you. Links her arm and walks off. To the buffet. To the buffet. And then they come back with a scone <laughs> later on. So yeah, but apart from actually being on the ship, when you got off in all these different places in Spain, oh yeah, it was really, it was really nice. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was nice, but but that's the aspect that stayed in your mind. Yeah, the most. Well, that's that's it's the best just, anecdote, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, and you know, the, which we've missed a lot. They all just yeah. love. I mean, it's like in. I'm sorry. I mean, just shut me up. No, 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 please no, continue. I've really missed it. But I mean, like when you're in, when, when you go for your breakfast, right? You can either go and sit down, and they wait on you and things. But that's not till night. That that stops at nine thirty. Mm. So evidently we don't get there for yeah, 9.30. We yeah, we're, we're up at like 10 or whatever. So you go down to the buffet. So everybody's like crowding around the buffet and, and toast. You know those toasters yes. where you put your toast in? and you... Yeah. For a cruise of 2,000 people. Oh, that was... Two toasters. <laughs> two toasters. Right? So you go and then you're like, right, so you, you, you're keeping a bit of a lookout sort of, you're sat around and you're like, right, it's free now. So you go, does anybody want any toast? And Harry wants some toast. And they're like, yeah, right, so we'll get up, right, go, toast, right? Put it in. But, and then an old lady gets there before you, doesn't she? Oh, how does she beat you? Well, she's like, nosy and along. She's, so then she's she, set off she, she, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do. For dinner, they set off at four o'clock to get down there. But, I mean, six o'clock's the city. It takes a good two hours to get down, get down that lift. Anyway, right. So and then they're at the they're at the toaster, and she's there, and well, they, they don't hold back, do they? These these old ladies because they want full control of the toaster. So you try and get your bread in the toaster, it ain't happening. They give you daggers, right? They just completely give you daggers. So then you've got to wait then, and then she doesn't like it white. She likes it gone through four times when it's. <laughs> Burnt. So then she puts it in again. And she puts it in again. And this point, you just sort of start. And there's a big queue getting up. And then she's sort of like one piece of toast. That is. And rude, those toasters, really, they can fit four or five slices in at once. It's a bit rude. Yeah, very rude. And then they push in. Mm. And my dad's like, he was so close to saying, it, and he did once. And then this old man sort of like looked and went, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And then he was like, oh, "It's all right. Carry, carry on. It's all right. It's all right." <laughs> They just, you know, they're, they're a bit more... You've got to be a bit more lenient yeah. with them. Maybe next time, yeah. go from Venice again. Well, yeah, I think right. we might have gone a bit more of a party cruise next time. All oh, right. 
There's only so many times you can go into the ballroom and watch people dancing. <laughs> is this yeah. going to become an annual thing then? Well, you know what? I really enjoy crew. I really enjoy them. I've never been on one. Last year, we really, really enjoyed it. And then this year, it was. I think it was just because there wasn't as much entertainment. The shows were great. They were really, really good. But after mm. after nine o'clock, there's nothing really going on. Well, you so, yeah. you look at... But there's loads of different cruise ships. So. You look a little bit like you've caught the sun, which is very slightly, if I look close enough. Well, yeah, I think it might be this <laughs> right. Squid, it the stops other. there, actually. Yes, it does. <laughs> it stops above the wrist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was burnt on my nose. I was burnt... I was burnt on my arms, yeah, to be fair. Bit, yeah. I was brown on my arms, but it, it yeah. just goes... Factor 50, it? yeah. Well, no, no factor. I decided. Ooh. Factor 20 a bit, but... You've got to get at least a base. Well, <laughs> Joe, you, you you've got to be careful, you know, because you you're the, kind of the you're dealing with, with questions of you know do you do you get uh, a nice golden brown tan and look nice or do you get cancer? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, no, it, it was factor twenty. Mm. But yeah, should we start reviewing the film? Yeah, or, go on, go on then. Yeah, has anyone got anything else they want to add about what they've done this week? That's all. No. Yeah, let's, let's go into the film then. Uh, this week, we're talking about uh, Darren Aronofsky's mother. Here's a clip. Why don't you want kids? Excuse me? <laughs> I saw how you reacted earlier. I know what it's like when you're just starting out and you think you have all the time in the world. And, you know, you're not going to be so young forever. Have kids. And you'll be creating something together. This is all just setting. Oh, you do want them. Mother is directed by Darren Aronofsky and it stars Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem, uh, Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer. The synopsis is, a couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home, disrupting their tranquil existence. What did you three think of Mother? <laughs> Who wants to go first for this one? Joe? <laughs> oh my god. I mean, first of all, can I just put it out there? That woman and that camera made me dizzy pretty much throughout the whole of this film. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, flipping out, she just kept walking around in circles, didn't she? The, col- she the close just kept going, And then the, the ca- either she was walking in circles or the camera was walking in circles, just following her. I was just, I don't know, it, I just felt the length of it. I liked that though, I liked the, the close up on her face all the time because yeah. it, it really did make me feel uneasy. Like, and yeah. that's kind of what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah, no, I, I get very that. Very unsettling. I, I, I get that, and at some points, but I just felt sometimes it was just a bit too much. Mm. Um, mm. But. Son of Saul used a similar technique, didn't it? Well, yeah, but that, I think was... That, that was more extreme. Yeah, but this was similar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just, I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't rate it. I didn't, I did we'll not enjoy it. We'll rate it at the end of the yeah, day. I, I did <laughs> not. I did not enjoy it, but at the same time, it wasn't my type of film at all. I just didn't. Mm. I couldn't get into it. Okay. It just it bored me a little bit. It didn't really. It didn't keep me on the edge of the seat, and I, I'm not really a fan of horrors. I don't, no. although I enjoy them, but I'm very much so like when I watch a horror, I'm sort of like waiting for the, I'm waiting for it. Sure. Mm. It just, it, nothing happened really for me. It didn't, 
scare me. It didn't shock me. Yeah, well, I this... just sort of like the back of my seat thinking, okay then, fair enough. Yeah, well this isn't this isn't really um what's the word? It's not it's not I really get, the yeah, type it's of not the type of yeah. But at yeah. the same time it just didn't what's the fucking word for that? Anyway. Jump jumpy sort of horror. It wasn't Yeah, so no. Yeah, this no, this is not your conventional horror film. No. Conventional, thank you, Jack. That's the word I was <laughs> I but to do It just lacked something. I don't know, it just it mm. felt like it was in two halves as well, which maybe that was the whole point, I don't know. But sort of when they well, then that was the start. Uh, obviously, the start of the next. Spoiler ne- free. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. When that family turned up, you know. Yeah. In fact, just just having said that, um, I think the best the best way to tackle this. Sorry to mention it now, but I think probably the best way to tackle this is if we give our very brief first thoughts and then we just get straight into spoiler. I don't know if right. anyone agrees yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. Just to avoid any I, slip-ups. Well, I just think it's going to be really difficult to discuss it properly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Otherwise, so... So, yeah, yeah. no, that's that's me. Just... Okay. Meh. Mm. Um, Jack, Henry? Well, yeah, I'm not surprised um, by your reaction, Joe, but I mean, it's clearly a film that's, I think, made in order to divide. I mean, it's not... Yeah. I'm surprised, actually, that it's got such a... You know, massive studio behind it, massive release, because it's not. You already posted a a review of it on our film like message group the other day, saying you know not for the mainstream mm. audience, and I think that's absolutely true. I, mean, I think a lot of people are going to just have the same reaction as you, Joe. And it was, it was, yeah. It's not like anything I've ever seen before. It's just absolutely mental, odd. One of the oddest films I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I, I'm not. I'm not. I've not got the same reaction as you. As if oh, waste of time. You know. I'm, I'm very glad to have seen it, and I, I, I do think there are things in it that that I liked. Um, that close-up technique that you're talking about. I thought that was pretty good, actually. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was disorientating at times, but I think it, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, and it's supposed to really, yeah, have you uneasy. And I felt very uneasy throughout. You know, almost the entire. Well, the entire film, I was very uneasy. I, I felt like it. it did kind of do a really good job of making you feel this kind of sense of overwhelmingness yeah. that that she obviously felt as well. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I do think it did a very good job of that. Um, just a complete state of confusion, not mm. knowing not knowing who the hell these these people are or what's going on generally, and and then you know you can look at what it's trying to what it's trying to talk about the messages of the film. I'm not too sure. You know, obviously. There's a lot of different. There's a lot of there's a lot of different aspects, and it's not your classic three three acts film. It's it's very different. Um, the the climax was just mind blowing. Um, we'll get onto that. I don't know. I'm I'm a bit just in shock at the moment because it, it was a very unique film, and I'm just a bit like, what what what, what the hell have I just seen? But yeah, right. Uh, you want to break your silence, Woody? Or yeah, I think that's one of the strangest cinematic experiences <laughs> of my life. Um, but I think I did actually like the film. Mm. Um, I mean, it was just yeah, it's just mental. It was mental. I sort of worked out fairly early on. I sort of got a semi-good understanding of what I thought was going on, and after like reading around online, I think I was sort of right. Right. And I did sort of because it was it was very obvious what it was trying what what the messages were being, but. After the halfway point, it just descends into chaos, and I yeah. think at that point, be trying so hard to to 
if you've not worked it out by now, they're trying to they're, ram it they're, down. They're yeah. just shoving it down your throat. I mean, I, I wasn't. It just sort of lost it a bit, and I, I think some of the imagery was pretty shocking actually at times. Very and shocking, just dist- like very disturbing. Mm. But first hour, I was, I was really liking it, and then, yeah, after, as I said, sort of after the, the second act, and then the subsequent all the way through, just got a bit too much, mm. and it was, it was so in love with itself, and mm. it was, it just got a bit too pretentious and a bit too trying to nail these this symbolism and this imagery and I don't know I just felt like it was doing a good job of sort of being a bit more subtle mm. in the first hour yeah but then I just felt it just got a bit it just went mental didn't it really and yeah I mean some good performances I've got to say mm. yeah Jennifer Lawrence is great and so is Javier Bardem Javier Bardem is very good but yeah, I've, but I do think I like the film though. Mm. That's my overall this mm. point. <laughs> okay. Well, I uh, I think I like the film as well, but I do I I do have very confused mm. feelings about it as well, mm. um, and everything that happens in it. Um, I I think it's it's great in terms of the goal of horrifying you I, mm. I think I, I was I was on edge and, and and feeling like I was going through a traumatic experience throughout <laughs> the entire thing and yeah. in that regard I think it's pretty great um, yeah I don't I don't know how I feel about all the the symbolism to it yeah especially towards the end really but I, I was yeah I was enjoying myself as it went along and I was enjoying trying to think about uh, everything that was kind of happening and what it all might have meant i thought ed harris was was brilliant mm. i really yeah. liked mm. him michelle pfeiffer was very good as well yes she, she was. was really good yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm confused about this film as well so i probably probably wouldn't call it a masterpiece because i i definitely uh agree with your thoughts on that woody it is very in love with itself. It doesn't have the same appeal as something like Requiem for a Dream no. had. And I know, Jack, you were talking to me about uh, something you'd read from Darren Aronofsky or something in an interview with him before the film. Oh yeah, I was listening to a podcast with him on it. Yeah. Oh right. And what was it you were saying? You were saying that he said he just said that like um, it was, it had screened at some festival or something, and. Um, there was some applause and some booze and stuff, and he was saying like, um, he was saying, he, it's funny because the, the same people that are always complaining about how these days you know every film is the same and follow the same formula are the same people that you know when they get shown a film like this just react like oh what the fuck's this like yeah. they don't like the the films that try and do something really different yeah. and really just out there, mm. which is a good point I think. Well. Mm. After hearing that and then after watching this film, I think I, I, I take his point. I definitely understand his point, but mm. I, I, you know, I think there's a middle ground. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, absolutely. Not really thinking about. Yeah. Um, and and also it's it's a bit of a high horse kind mm. of uh, way to treat high, the audience. Highbrow attitude. It mm. is. Um, yeah. I mean, and it's you know, yeah. I, I think that kind of attitude would make you descend into just kind of losing all sense of. 
yeah. what makes a film good or whatever. I mean, I guess yeah. there is no answer to that question, but yeah, uh, I I don't I don't yeah I don't particularly think that's the right attitude to have. But uh, yeah, for me, there's a definite middle ground, and I th- and I just b- between a f- completely formulaic film that most people would complain about, like Baywatch, and then something like this, and and I have the I have this this. That's a very similar feeling after watching this than I had with things like Mulholland Drive and uh, High Rise, and things where it's just the the films are 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 good and I enjoy watching them, and and they're also kind of masterpieces in their own right. They're mm. in the way they're made, um, and I can obviously appreciate them on that level. But for me, when something is just going so far. To, to, to make its point and, and mm-hmm. just be all about symbolism and having to make you work so hard to understand and and then and really to a point where I, I have to look on the internet to understand or to to, to, to understand everything that's happening in it or to, to, to kind of get what it's mm. what it's going on about yeah. I mean obviously that's not the same for everyone mm-hmm. but for, for me I just feel like that's a step too far. Yeah. And and whilst I can really appreciate what they're doing and, and how well they're made and how how great they are really it's not something that I that you know it's not something I'm going to watch uh, uh you know every year or whatever mm. something that I'm going to come mm. back to and mm. like oh I fucking love this film like I can see myself rewatching Requiem for a Dream every year. I can re- see oh, myself yeah. rewatching that all the time because I mean that's that is also that, I mean there's symbolism that of course there is and mm. it's all over there but it, it's also I don't know there's just there's a bit more to connect to uh, at a surface level mm. which yeah. I think is important. I think you're right, yeah. And so that's kind of the main problem I have with these these types of films, and it's not even that big of a problem because I'm still going to give this film an, an extremely high rating. I'm just not going to give it a ten because for me it's not. Mm. <laughs> It's not really at that point, and I, and I do feel a bit of pretension from them. Yeah. Or maybe pretension is is not even the right word because they are at a level where, like, pretension is when you're pretending to be so high class in your, in whatever field we're talking about. And in this, the the creator is obviously very highbrow, and and he does have a point that he feels is very important to make about the world. Um, so pretension might not even be the right word, but it's just that. Snootiness? I don't know. That's that's. I don't know. There. I suppose the question is: In six months' time, would you remember it? Oh yeah, I'd remember it. I would remember it. Would you? I wouldn't want to rewatch it though. This film, I wouldn't want to rewatch this. Well, 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 I mean, well, I can see drive, myself. I, want to. I can see myself rewatching it someday, but not for a while. No. Same with Mulholland Drive. Actually, I could probably see myself rewatching Mulholland Drive before I rewatch this. Mulholland Drive. I would want to rewatch, especially after reading more about Mulholland Drive. But that's the same. That's the thing I was just talking about. After reading about it, after yeah, you, reading other people mm. kind of explain mm. um, what they got out of it, and then being like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Watching mm. a different way, yeah. And when these films are made, you know, he, he definitely doesn't want everyone to take away the same things from it. He wants people to come away like we have with different thoughts about it, and he wants people to. To come away with different theories. But like, does he want people to come back no, with different thoughts about yeah. it? He, he clearly wants to get across no, a specific points. Yeah, there are specific points that he wants people to get. And, mm. But I also think that he does want different reactions. You know? I guess. 
I don't know. It sounds like if you were to ask did, him, did I reckon sound, he, well, it sounds like the, that person on that podcast you were listening to did ask him, and he, he didn't. He didn't, really he, didn't, he didn't really seem to take the different opinions very well. I don't mm. think. I mean, I, I guess he just kind of brushed it off. But mm. anyway, um, <laughs> do we want to get into spoilers now, or yeah, yeah, because yeah. all right, we're going to talk spoilers now for. Mother, so uh, if you care about spoilers for this film, then just skip ahead. I'll put in the description when the spoilers will end. Three, two, one, skip. So uh, it's difficult to know where to start with this, but I guess for me, there's something about the connection between the first half and the second half, which I guess is a bit blurry. At the moment, because mainly because I kind of can't remember how it's just it's, it very quickly devolved, didn't it, into, oh, yeah, yeah. into complete madness. <clears throat> yeah, it um, one minute it was like a flipping, like a a shy, sort of a shire horse that's going about two mile an hour <laughs> for about an hour, boom, 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 and you slowly sort of like trying to yeah, plod along, plod along, yeah. and then all of a sudden, boom, yeah. she's pregnant, and then. It sort of like rubs onto an Italian stallion that's going about fifty mile an hour, galloping yeah. away. It's like what? Yeah. It really did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It did. It did. It did switch so quickly, and we saw we saw elements of the later, of the second half in the first half, um, but obviously nowhere near the level that it reached. Um, but yeah, it was. It was like yeah, we saw we saw them. Obviously, have sex or almost about to. Then she was pregnant, and then five minutes later, they arrive again. These people arrive who she obviously hasn't seen for the duration of the pregnancy because it's like, what are they doing back? Hmm. I mean, would you assume that she hasn't seen them since? Sorry, who are you talking about? Like, would you assume that since she got pregnant and when she's and when we next see her, like really heavily pregnant? Yeah, they they haven't come back to the house. Did they come back after that what, point? What do you mean? Who's they? Are you talking about Ed Harris? No, the... Yeah. No, 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 the people that... Right. <laughs> Do, does anyone arrive mysteriously when she's... Pregnant. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, in, in the, the time, in the time that we so. haven't seen. I don't think so. No. Mm-hmm. But, no. That doesn't... Uh, that's not the point, though, is it? I don't really think that's... What 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 are you what are you on about? Because <laughs> I, I don't think it matters. Yeah, like, we're not told how long the time has passed, are we? We're never told. You well, probably have a bit of a guess. Yeah. <laughs> but therefore, why, well, why? I think there's a, there's a whole thing about time in this whole yeah in this whole film that's also something that maybe I haven't quite grasped. Like I was starting to think she was cat- catatonic at, at one point. Mm. Um, because there's things like when they go to the hospital, when when um, Javier Bardem and Ed Harris go to the hospital with the son that's just being murdered by the other son, Donald Gleeson, mm. um, they kind of just get out the door and then it cuts to a wide shot of yeah. the whole house yeah, and there's yeah. just another one there. <coughs> and I was starting to think, is she? So is she? Has yeah. she got some kind of? Uh, is this making a point about some kind of mental? Disease is she got is she catatonic so or whatever yeah um, yeah I don't think that yeah. I, I think, think time is it now I think they're trying to make time sort of irrelevant really weren't they and not really make you think about it just sort of things were happening <laughs> at very quick mm. speed and that was it if that is the intention then that 
Well, then that was poor for me because I was thinking about it quite a lot. Mm. I was thinking it was supposed to be an important factor, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's just, or maybe, or maybe it's a thing about we're running out of time. The, well, I think, the Earth. I think that's apparent, isn't it? Yeah, I, 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 I kind of can't remember what was the spark for where it all went. Well, it was when, as Gat just said, when she, when we're engaging in some horizontal refreshment on the steps, <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden, cut to white. Yeah, wake up, she's pregnant. So that was it, really. Yeah. And the whole it was light, wasn't it? But I don't. Yeah, yeah. But I think oh. you were supposed to assume that she just carried on doing a house, getting the house ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Building the foundations mm. and yeah, we had a little bit of a rug over the bit of wood where it was rotting away. Yeah. So I think yeah, there wouldn't have been any disturbances in mm. that time. Mm. Mm. And then it all just sort of started again, didn't it? Yeah. Um, Phase two. Yeah. For the most part, I thought the main the main point about this this film was making was about Hollywood and I thought it was about the yeah, celebrities. celebrities. Yeah. Um, but when, when I mean, I only quickly looked at other things on the internet, and then there was there was suggestions of things that I hadn't picked on up, picked up on as much as that one. For me, yeah. that felt like the most well. That was for the first obvious. hour, that's what I thought. It, that's what I thought the film was. was. And you know, his but, his love for being loved. Yeah, mm. yeah, and this sort of yeah, the celebrity side of it, and the right to privacy, and all that sort of stuff, and. Even social media and all that. That's what I thought the first hour. Yeah. And how it's interfering with people's lives. And yeah. Who do you let in? Who do you literally let into mm. your lives and knowing all this information and that? But then once she got pregnant, it it just turned into like very, very religious symbolism. Yeah. Yes. It was sort of overpowering. Because mm. I thought, at that point, I thought there's definitely, obviously, Javier Bardem's a very strange man. Mm. But. It wasn't until at that point that I realised he was supposed to be sort of representing this almighty figure yes, type like, thing. Yeah. Mm. Well, it, it's it's, of God it's yeah. well, it's how people see celebrities, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally getting worshipped, and when and like when they were taking stuff from the house, like even if it was broken, it was like, oh, I'll just still take it. Anything in this house is worth is worth so much. Mm. Everyone wants a piece of it. Mm. Anything connected to him is just so valuable. So all of that is what is what I got from the film. Everything about about mm. the way people see celebrities and, and yeah, what you were saying. Um, and then I was reading other things about it, and everyone's going on about how is it's also, it's making a point about climate change and things like that for the most part. And I can't remember which point of the film it was because you know it's just such a fucking minefield. But sort of there's a shot of the house, and it's like a. It sort of panned out, and it's this massive circle. Yeah, that's the it bit I'm was talking when about. When he was reading, when she was, I think it was when she was reading what he'd wrote. Yeah, and, and then it, it came out, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. and we also had a number, another bit earlier on in the film when um, she's hacking away, when she's hacking away at the wall, and it sort of forms this like circle, sort of half circle. Yeah, and once that sort of happened, I realised that right, so this, the house represents like Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's just being destroyed, and all these people are coming in and ruining it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't until I got that shot when that happened. I thought, right, okay. Yeah, I see that now. Something that um, just sort of popped in. It was only about time, but I realised more. I think about it now. You know, when Ed, Ed Harris was sort of big fan and all this sort of stuff, and he mm. was yeah worshiping him and all and 
happy about them and all that sort of thing. But um, this is where it just lost its way entirely because it just felt like it went from being messaging and all that and then mm. the, some of the shots after that and some things were happening were just did it too... just did it not just push you away I felt that when it, they started rioting and when all yeah. that time I was just like whoa yeah. I was like I, I'm just and thing what's again, going on about the sort of what I said earlier about time it just it was like every time she went in another room it was in a worse state and it was just, mm. so it wasn't it, yeah. you're not supposed to be thinking about well it, yeah. two seconds ago was that but it, it's sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know because, how to describe it, but yeah, because at one minute there was like, say, five or six people in the kitchen. Yeah, and then she would move into the lounge, mm. and there'd suddenly be a hundred people. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it was it was almost in like fast forward mode, wasn't it? Mm. Whereas she was she was going through like we were watching her through it all, so she was kind of just normal time, but everything around her was sort of in you know rap, rapid type, speed, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? And and just the. I mean, is is he trying to just yeah? Like, I think what you're saying about the Earth is is absolutely right. And well, is it and is he I trying is it now. and is he trying to say that the mm-hmm. the sort of and she de- depreciation of the, way it was like of the Earth is just yeah so quick that we can't really stop it. Probably yeah. Know. And she wants to keep. No, she wants to well, keep it. It's saying that we're doing it. Yeah. No, I know he's saying that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Of course. But I think and, and it's so. The more I think about it, there there are more things yeah. in there about it. But mm. so like things like. When they're all sitting on the sink, and she, and the more she, the more the person that know, the more she tells them that, you know, mm. don't do, don't do what you're doing because mm. you're gonna fuck up my house. Uh, they just ignore her and like, don't, don't worry, it's fine. Um, which makes sense for the kind of attitude that I think that the the, the thought that he would be having, which I I didn't actually think about at the time, but uh, mm. now on reflection, mm. yeah. and it's not just people coming into the house and taking taking from the house it's also you know it gets increasingly more violent and we see people attacking each other yeah. and you know people literally yeah. shooting each other it's and that's obviously bring war in there yeah. and things like that yeah yeah that's part of it as well mm. but I, I do agree with Woody I, you know there's images of people behind the fences and things yeah mm. yeah like prisoners yeah mm. and then you've got the authority coming in the riot shields and just taking everyone out and and but I do, I, I do agree with Woody. I think it just went too far, and it, mm-hmm. and it almost yeah. it just I, it just becomes this big disconnect, doesn't it? Between yeah, disconnect. What, yeah, what yeah. you're trying to what you're trying to say, and then a plot, an actual plot for the film. Yeah, exactly. Tying them together is that's yeah. that's where I feel like it's being, it gets being, lost. A, being able to su- subtly tell your audience yeah your message mm. is yeah. is an art mm. in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ramming it down the throats yeah. in a way where, you, as Joe said, you just got to sit back and think, "What the hell yeah. is just too much?" Yeah. I think and it's, yeah. it's just got it just got to that stage for me personally, mm. where yeah, it was sort of taking me back a bit. And but I still, I not not that I've got a problem with the message itself or the messages. It was just the execution of it was yeah. was. was I think it could have, yeah, and and all, all the messages that we are getting in. You, you in... just, you, I know you're trying to shock me, mm. but you're doing it in such a way that you... I'm not actually shocked because mm. you, yeah, ramming it down my throat. And I think all the messages we were getting once it went into that hyper mental mode, we were still getting in the first half. Mm. Yeah, because I just, oh no, go on, you made a point before. Yeah, we, we were still getting it, mm. and then maybe it's like, okay. If by this point 
audience members still aren't getting it. I need to ramp it up a gear. Mm-hmm. But I do think he went too far with it. And yeah, I was disconnected. I think that's the right word, Richie. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was reading saying? something on IMDb, IMDb, one of the user reviews, and he's, the person said, you know what we're saying then about sort of re- re- religious mm. elements in the second half, mm. that um, this dude who wrote this review said um, that Ed, Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer were represent, supposed to be representing Adam and Eve. And like they're the first people that Javier Bardem lets into the house, and it's all going yeah. nice and rosy, yeah. and they're sort of semi-respectful. Mm. Or, right, you know, okay. you know, it was all sort of jovial, wasn't it? And they were all sort of walking around and appreciating it, and then and then they break. Right. They, they started, break. They started to break the trust. And yeah, I guess is that the apple? The apple, yeah. Yeah. And then it just. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Which I. Pff, not a clue. Obviously. No, I would never. No, have, I would yeah. never. Have now seen you read that, yeah. and you go, "Oh, okay." I read that, and you, well, yeah. when you think about it, it sort of makes sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just makes sense. Yeah. That's the issue with reviewing a film immediately after seeing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't, yeah. have, you don't have as much time to think about these things. But so there is a bit of crossover in one. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of crossover. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I never would. I never would. And the fact I that never saw that at the time. No, no, no. And and the fact that he so it, does, it does make sense the way it ramps up so much. Because it, it all it, does. it all feeds the point he's making about it, it does. how the world's progressed, yeah, and, and how that this this cycle into just um, destruction is is at such a rate that that perhaps well, maybe may, oh, but it's because it's because the people who are destroying the earth are they're not thinking about. What the consequences no. are to the actions? They're, they're, just they're living in the moment. They're not thinking about time. They're not thinking about yeah, yeah. anything like that. So he's not either. Yeah, and it's just sort of yeah. they're just there to just do what they want. Yeah, then, regardless of yeah, the po- humanity, literally. Yeah, if if they're representing the population, it's we want we want that. So I'm going to take that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it's going to cause irreparable damage, but I don't give a shit. I'm just going to take it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And yeah, I think he is right to ramp it up, but I still would say it's a bit too a bit much. too much. You could have probably got the be- a better reaction mm. by not ramping it up as much. But actually, I'm starting he, to change he, he, now. Even, even something like Arrival, I hated that film. Mm. I hated that film. But it wasn't until the end where it became clear what the, the proper message was. Mm. And even though I despised it and it was completely not a dross... <laughs> Other people liked it, and it got very well received by the critics. And Richie liked it, and whatever. Yeah. But it, towards the end of that film, it didn't descend into chaos. The story we were told what the answer was, mm. and it sort of made you think, right? Okay. Yeah. At least I understand. At least I know now. At least it's sort of. Yeah, I, I was. I wasn't. It was like the opposite of this film. I was. I was for Arrival. I was thinking, I was not completely in love with it until the end yeah it was the end that clicked for you and that was when I was like fucking hell that's amazing this film's a masterpiece and every one of the things otherwise is uh, completely wrong (laughs) Uh, yeah and and, you know when we're talking about the religious side and him being this sort of godlike figure Mm. to these masses that's amplified isn't it at the very very end when he he's in this fire but he's fine and then he just sort of carries her over and just it's a cycle that starts again. Yeah. Well, it's, it's difficult because it it works. It completely works as what he's trying to do with it. I just, it's just for me. I guess you said it right. The when in the first thing you said, Joe, it's just 
not what exactly what I'm looking for in a film. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's it is sort of as Jack sort of said before about the the podcast that Darren Aronofsky said that people who don't like films that just follow a certain path and mm. trod a cliche path and just whatever you got this other side where it's something completely different but definitely Richie there's definitely middle ground yeah. between those two goalposts oh, yeah. and there's got to be there's got to be enough I, I love going to the cinema and I love seeing a film that makes me think and makes me oh, yeah. work but I mean this it was just yeah. it was just a bit too much and I think, you think about 2001 Space Odyssey right mm, a masterpiece mm. your first time you watch that you think wow what what the hell I just watched yeah definitely but when you're watching it and when I rewatched it the other weeks it's very fresh in my mind you, 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 you're able to make guesses and follow it you've been able to follow it and sort of understand what's going on each, to a degree not each, to the degree of certain parts of that film but each act of it whilst separated in a sense mm. But yeah, it's, it's, it, it is there. You still, have to, you still just... have to go on on Google and do a search and say whatever and yeah, find out true. what's going on because yeah. because it is such a surreal film. Yes, it's it's a mindfuck as well. I, I can I can completely understand but, people not liking two thousand and one, hmm. and I can also understand somebody calling me a hypocrite for liking two thousand and one and not liking this film. And I don't, uh, you know, it's a tricky one. Because I can see you make, I can see someone making that point about it, and it makes sense. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, but you can't just. Generally... For me, it just work. It work one works, yeah. and the other one doesn't work for what I'm looking for. Yeah, anything. even yeah. I don't. I think it would be very silly to to criticize you for that because you can't generalize. Oh, just because they're two films that have messages and yeah. But from what I what I was saying about why Mother doesn't exactly fit what I want. I can see someone sa- someone saying, "Well, yeah, why should that fit for you then? Does, why, why, sh- yeah, why does mm. two thousand and one fit for you then? Because okay, that's yeah. also another mm. mind fucking is and is and is not, you know, it's not exactly a, a, a flowing plot film mm. in the same sense, and it's not something. It's also not something that I would rewatch every year. Mm. But you know, when, yeah. when, when you talk of this mi- middle ground, that I think we all agree there is one. Yeah. I think he was striking that middle ground up until the pregnancy. You know, because mm-hmm. that was making us think we'd still be having these conversations about the messages. Mm. And I'm then... losing my own point here because I liked the film. Yeah, I'm losing my, <laughs> my own my own sense of self. I was <laughs> trying to review this. So you know, yeah, and, and then and then it, it away from me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grab it off here. And then it descended into the too far genre. I mean, but here's a here's a question: How would, without him ramping it up too much? Mm. How would it have progressed to a crescendo and and yeah. and, and finished? How would it have got that? It end wouldn't. Point? It wouldn't. It works perfectly. It it perfectly works for what he wants it to do. I suppose that's the answer, then, isn't it? Really. So I don't know. I don't have a real answer. You know, because otherwise it was just going at one speed and it wasn't gaining any momentum. Yeah. Because so how would it? We'd have all come out and gone. Hmm. It's gone nowhere. We were, it, yeah, because it's just there, but. What I said before about that Adam and Eve thing, which is just yeah. sort of blowing me away a bit now. But you think about it in in the Bible. Once the Adam and Eve story is on the way and done with, yeah, it just moves on, doesn't it? And, yeah. And he was trying to make, as Richie said, he was trying to push it on in time in mm-hmm. terms of where we are today in the world or yeah. whatever. So yeah, 
Mm. And 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 everything is ramped up. Uh, re- yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's know, true. Yeah. At the relevant speed, it's it's mm. things have moved a lot more quickly in the last two decades mm. than. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah, the rate of yeah, and in, in terms of what you know, his point is just mm. in terms of it destroying the earth is his belief as well, which is yeah. what he's trying to get across there. Yeah, mm. the rate of de- I can't remember the look at two thousand and one. That's the famous, that's the most famous jump cut in the history of cinema, mm. and that sped up millions of years. So I think it's sort of the whole thing that's with a great film. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> but the whole thing with as I keep saying about this, the time aspect of it is, it's like sec. It's not irrelevant. It's just sort of secondary, mm. and it's not. It still doesn't take away from what he, the message, and mm. what he, Darren, Darren Aronofsky wants us to mm. wants us to take away his audience members, mm. and viewers mm. of his film. Because mm. no matter whether you loved it or hated it. You can't say that it wasn't my experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you will remember. I mean, my god. Yeah, mm. and, and 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 it gets people will talk about. It, you Joe know. will never watch it again, but you certainly won't <laughs> yeah. forget it. No, people. But at a certain point, I also. I'm never going to some of those images I saw tonight. Oh, yeah. Jesus, yeah, I, I love it. I love it as a, as a horror film, and and for all those types of images mm. that it that it throws up there. But at a certain point, I don't. I just don't love the idea of. Feel like I'm being lectured. In, yeah, but this, when I'm yeah, here yeah, but to this, enjoy watching yeah, a film, a problem, well. isn't it? And you know, I know every film has got its fucking message, um, but it's not as a I don't obvious know, slash I don't, not obvious as this. I don't know. It's just you can. It's being able to. It's being able to enjoy it on another level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I did. Yeah. Mm. Weird. So I think we should probably move on. Well, I've, can I just say before? I, I think the filmmakers who are more subtle with the messages do a better job for me yeah. when I'm watching a film. Mm-hmm. Because mm. if you think about 2001 again, that stuff like existentialism and that, well, I never thought about that when the first time I watched it. It's only until the second time that you realise, well, you know, what's people's purposes and, and sort of that sort of thing. I do think you can make comparisons with Kubrick and with this. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose to an extent, it has been subtle. In a well, way. it has in terms of the, because we've uh, just read things and yeah, gone, yeah, yeah. oh, actually, I think yeah. S- I think some have and some haven't. Yeah, the Adam yeah. and Eve thing definitely, mm. definitely. But because yeah, overall, because I, I thought the first hour it was just as we sort of said about the sort of celebrity culture, mm. and that's what I thought it was. But it wasn't until we sort of got into the second after she got pregnant when it just it overvamped for the religious side of it and him being worshipped and like when that baby was being carried oh. up oh yeah it was like I mean, it was just a bit ridiculous yeah. actually mm. and I, that's when I just thought mm, you're losing me a bit here yeah and just... then that snap sound oh <laughs> yeah oh Joe you winced on that <laughs> I did <sighs> so then it, yeah it starts all over again yeah yeah the new mother yeah, so I think we need to move on because I'm I'm losing, uh, I'm getting lost in my own head. Here. Yeah. No, for a Sunday evening, God. Yeah, yeah. I know, my God. <laughs> the brain's going a bit. Mm. Anyway, um, what was your favourite scene? <laughs> mm. um, I think it's gonna have to be something from the first hour. Mm. Um, oh, 
Kristen Wiig, can we just dis- discuss that? When she turned up, I thought, Christ. Yeah, yeah didn't, didn't expect that. Or Donald Gleeson, actually. Weird. But Kristen Wiig was the biggest shock, I think. Yeah, um, yeah I wasn't expecting Donald Gleeson. That's, that's when things start to go up shit creek when she turned up, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. <sighs> not that she was bad herself, really. No, 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 I'm just saying, it I just, just didn't expect yeah, to be yeah, this film. Yeah. Pumped. Oh, yeah, that's Kristen Wiig. <laughs> yes, a scene. I tell you, a scene I really like. I like the scene when Michelle Pfeiffer's character walks in on her painting the room, just puts her feet up on the couch, doesn't give a shit, gives her the drink, and then just starts basically owning the room as if it's her house, lecturing her about, oh, you need to have kids. That was great. Mm. Really good acting from Michelle Pfeiffer and Jennifer Lawrence. Her just absolute shock at you actually saying these things to me in my own house was just pretty good and. Mm. And yeah, it was, a, and then it followed into the other room, and it developed, and it got even more tense and just weird, and t- until they got into the laundry room, when it just went even weirder. But yeah, that was a really good scene, actually. What is all that? What is all that for then? If sticking with this Adam and Eve thing, so Michelle Pfeiffer is Eve, and Jennifer Lawrence is Mother Earth. So, so what <laughs> yeah. you know? What what is that about when she's telling her, "Oh, you need to have a baby then." I don't know. Where's what's that? What's that? Well, because the, the thing is with this film, you've got like you, you're in the middle of a, a love story as well, and a drama, yeah. and yeah. A, there's so many genres going on. There's so many. That's what I mean when subplots. I talk about the disconnect between the the story and the, the message. message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the symbolism. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he quite managed to to keep it. You know, tightly. Because I mean, that's I. I don't know, Richie, to answer the question. Mm. I don't know because it's not in fitting with the message. And because for, for the most part, the more we think about this, like I mean, obviously, I hadn't thought about half of the shit we talked about before we'd started this review. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I've, I've like completely changed my whole mind about what the whole thing's talking about. Yeah. Mm. Um. So so the more that we think about it, the more it feels like every single aspect mm. is symbolism. So then I think of these tiny little things like that, and I think, well, what's, what's that mean? What does that mean then? Yeah, and yeah. and I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm right to think right to ask that question. Or yeah, that. and it's like again that balance that we said, getting that balance of going to the cinema and yeah. just enjoying a film, and not having to think too hard about. Then you got the things like, why? What was that yellow thing she kept drinking? What was that? Yeah, yeah. And why did she keep hearing that? And then she, when she had a baby, she chucked it out. Yeah. Uh, mm. No. Yeah, it does get so you questioning. <laughs> it does get you questioning every tiny detail, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. yeah. I, I'll go for the, the bit where Jennifer is peeling peeling away the, the finger on the floorboard, goes downstairs and investigates, um, and ends up whacking a hole in the wall, mm. and we see that little circle. I think that was my favorite scene, mm. probably. Good okay. Thing. Ugh. Because it was because it was so quick. Because it was so yeah. There was not. I wouldn't say flow, but it just sort of went in one direction, mm. really, didn't it? Yeah. So it's hard to pick a scene. A scene. Yeah. Mm. Especially since I'm just kind of drawing a blank now when it comes yeah. to specific scenes. Just... Kristen Wiig murdering just... people. I might go for that bit when they're having their wake or whatever, and then more people start to come and more people start to come. And then it stops. I quite liked that. I quite liked the idea. It didn't get too far, although it did. And the sink broke. Was it that the point where yeah, the sink broke? The sink broke? That was the point where the sink broke. Yeah. Um, oh right. And then everybody left. Yeah. That bit. 
Yeah. Before she had the child, before she had, yeah. got pregnant. I will... Oh, okay, I'll go with... I liked I, I liked the bit with Donald Gleeson in then. I yeah. felt a lot of tension during that. and yeah. um, he, he put a good, good little performance in He did, actually, yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, he can be He can be. When good. he's not doing a thing like About Time, he's good at that. <laughs> <laughs> what a masterpiece. He can be good, but it's not... It's not usually likely. No. Think about the films he has been good in. Ex Machina, Revenant, yeah. this. Mm. Um, that's probably about it. Yeah, I didn't like him in Star Wars. No. Uh, obviously, he was, he was just yeah. diabolical in about time, wasn't he? Well, a complete shower of well, shite. We, I, um, I liked that film. Did you? Did you? Oh, right, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I, I liked all that, all the kind of. His character and yeah, that, the, the, loose cannon. the scene where he first comes in, I guess, mm. and how that progresses. And that, that look he gave Jennifer mm. Lawrence right after he'd smashed his brother over the head with that thing. <laughs> My God, that was a that was a that was an evil look. Just as he just went, and his whole hair was on all over his face. That was pretty creepy. Mm. Good performance, yeah. Okay, um, that's the end of spoiler talk. Now for Mother, assuming. Joe has not put any into his questions. Oh, yeah. I mm. Touch and go. Maybe skip quiz night. Yeah, just you, to be yeah. safe. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I can't, I can't even think what questions I've got now. I'm just trying to find the last one. Yeah, but apart from apart from quiz night then, um, that's the end of spoiler talk for Mother. So you can listen now without fear a bit. So what are we giving this film out of ten? I'm hitting it with a six and a half. Um, oh. Could go up. Good performances. It's de- I'll definitely remember it, so I'm going to give it a six and a half, yeah. All right. Mm. Uh, Henry? Um, I think I'll hit it with a seven and a half, I think. Okay. I was thinking an eight, but um, the more we talked about it, the less of, well, it's a bit harsh thing to say, but I just don't think I can put it that high. Because I, I will watch it again. I know Joe probably won't, but I, I will. <laughs> I will, and... Maybe not anytime soon, Richie Vogue, as, mm. as you've said, because mm. it is so overwhelming. But I did sort of, I did like a lot I did like a lot of the message, the messages and some of the performances and and all that sort of stuff. But then on the other on the other hand it was just a bit crazy and difficult at times. So yeah, seven point five but there's a potential to just to go on go up on a rewatch. Okay. Mm. Joe? I'm going to go with... I'll be completely honest with you. Before we've discussed it, I would have probably gone with... I'd probably make gone with a four. Mm-hmm. However, having discussed it... I told you. I'm glad you didn't log it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having discussed it, um, I think I'm going to go with a six. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think well, it is a, just above par. Just above average, I think. Um, not my not my film, but I can see the points and I, and I sort of... I understand it, so yeah, mm. six out of ten. Um, I'm kind of thinking higher than you guys because, as a film, it, it I do think it is it is brilliant. I think I'm going to hit it with an eight point five, mm. even if it might not be. I think I think I just I get annoyed when I when I feel like these filmmakers are, are on their soapbox too much. Especially because I don't usually agree with um, the messages they're making. Mm. Uh, so it, 
most for the most part I'm able to I'm able to kind of not let that be a big factor in my decision but he, he he's just forcing it so much to be yeah it's difficult not to yeah um and I, and I do find it a bit annoying and especially when you talk about how he reacts to certain questions yeah. he just starts he starts to feel a bit a bit too snooty for me mm. yeah. um, I mean but but I do think it's it is a, a brilliant film so it's a tricky one so 8.5 yeah. for me Possibly will go up uh, on a rewatch. Mm. Mm. All right, it's time now once again for Quiz Night. Can we have the jingle, please, Dale? It's the Quiz Night, the Quiz Night Film Night podcast with <laughs> Richie, Woody, Val, Jack, and Joe. <laughs> Thank you very much. This week we are finally back to a competitive match. Wait. Now that we're all back here and. Um, Surprise, surprise, Joe is our quiz master. Yes. So, do you have the scores for us so far? Joe? I do indeed. So, myself, Jack and Henry are all on one. And Richie, you're just behind with zero at the moment. How on earth has that happened? No. Let's well, see if you'll we can be change, ready to change that. it now, aren't you? Okay. Right. Oh, flipping heck, I've put my questions in front of you all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep okay. close to my chest. Are you ready with the first question then, Jack? I am ready indeed. Okay, number one. Uh, now, it was quite hard to get questions for this, so please bear with me. Um, what did Hymns publisher call Veronica when she first met her? Or, other words, mother. What did his publisher call mother when she first saw her? Who the hell's Veronica? That's... Kristen Wiig. Kristen No, that's that's her. Well, who's Veronica? I thought nobody had any names in no, this No, I didn't. Yeah, I've never heard anyone. Hang on, IMDb, where two have seconds. You, where have you got this from? Uh, so what did, she, what did it... His... Right. What's the question? <laughs> so I've got here Jennifer Lawrence's character is just called Mother. Mother on IMDb. Maybe it was Rotten Tomatoes. One of them said Veronica. I can swear to you. Oh, maybe it was, maybe it was Wikipedia. Swear to God. <laughs> What, so what, what bizarre is that? What did the publisher refer to Mother as? Yeah, what did, yeah. That's not the question. Oh, there you go. So the publisher's called Veronica. Oh, should Goggle. I even be looking at this? They fucked that up. Let's have a look. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence Veronica. That was oh, never, yeah. ever mentioned. No. Why would everyone in this film just be called him, her, and whatever, and then, and then have they just have a cause Weird. When nobody mentions it. Okay, so Mother... Yeah, so what did his publisher call Mother when she first met her? You ready, Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, number two. What did him say when Mother said what hurts the most... just call him by the actor's name. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so finish his quote. What hurts the most is that I wasn't good enough. What did he reply? How many words can I ask that? Five. Say it again. Okay, what did he Let me say? Save a quote again. Okay. What, what, what hurts the most is that I wasn't good enough. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. When mother discovers the in the basement the extra little extension bit uh, in the basement, what jumps out past her? So she pulls it down. What jumps out? Ready? Yeah. Okay. Number four. Why does the son that killed the other son return to the house? Yeah. Okay, number five, complete this quote. 
Am I going to lose you? Who says that? Mother says, am I going to lose you? And then he says, one word. Okay. I'm predicting a five out of five. Ooh. This quiz for myself. <coughs> I'm also predicting it for Jack, so I'd get a, uh, I'd get a oh, tiebreaker question. I've got a tiebreaker question. You're more confident than I am, Rishi. Yeah. yeah. I stand by my prediction. Okay. Woody seemed a bit too... Uh... <laughs> I'll be able to get one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ready? Uh, uh, yes. Right. Number one. What did his publisher call Mother when they first met? Uh, Richie? The Inspiration. Uh, Chuck? The Inspiration. Henry? Uh, I put Phoenix Knight's joke and I said, this is Veronica, she's a bit of a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Henry, as much as I wish it was Uh, that, no, unfortunately. (laughs) Richie and Jack, you're correct. The Inspiration. Thanks. Okay, number two. What did he say when Mother said, what hurts the most is that I wasn't good enough, Jack? Complete guess. You were always good enough. Harry. Blank. Richie. The answer, Joe, (laughs) is nothing is ever good enough. Richie, you're correct. Yes, nothing is ever good enough. If it were, then I wouldn't be able to create. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) What is that? You know, I'm on with this. Number three, when Mother discovers the extension in the basement, what jumps out past her, Henry? A frog. Richie? I put a frog or a toad. I'm not sure which. Uh, uh, I put a toad. <laughs> yeah, a frog or a toad. Yeah. That's exactly what That's, I put. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Number four, what does the son that killed the other son... Re- why, why does the son that killed the other son return to the house, Richie? To pick up his wallet? To pick up his Jack. wallet, which he dropped. I mean, to pick up the wallet. Correct. Points all round. I was debating was a wallet or a phone. Okay, and number five, complete this quote. Am I going to lose you, Jack? Never. Henry? Let's put no. <laughs> Never. Never's correct. Absolutely. Oh, fucking hell. Wait. Five out so of five for me. Five for Richie. Four. Four. Two. And two. Well, Richie, you're the winner this week. Congratulations. Thank you very much. So that then brings our scores to <laughs> one point all round. Ooh. All right. Ooh. Back to square one. Even Stevens. Well, my prediction was wrong for Jack. However, it, it was for me. <laughs> yeah. My prediction was wrong for me. I got two instead of one. Yeah. Oh, there you go then. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. All right. Um... Thanks for those questions, Joe. Yeah, no problem. It's all right. Good to have you back. It's uh, hard to get questions. Well, we've got lots of questions, but really, <laughs> actually, for a quiz night, it's quite hard. Yeah. And uh, until next week, that was quiz night. All right, uh, time to get into some news now. And um, what we've got is, this might be a bit of a thin story, but... Uh, <laughs> there's a poster! There's a, there's, a new, there's a new poster out for this film... Last Flag Flying, which stars Steve Carell, Brian Cranston, and Lawrence Fishburne, and is directed by uh, Richard Linklater. So, because we haven't talked about this film before, we just felt like we'd use this opportunity of this poster coming out to talk about the trailer, um, which came out three weeks ago. So, what do you guys think of this trailer slash poster? Here's the poster. Um, there it is. There. As far as the tra- as far as the trailer goes. It doesn't do a lot for me. What about the poster? Same, probably. Nice. Um, I mean, it looks... It, it, I don't know, it just looks like nothing really special. And 
but but I'm definitely interested because it's a Richard Linklater film. It's it's got you know three three very well respected actors in it, and that alone is going to be enough to to make me to want to see it. But you know, if we're talking about that trailer, I'm not too excited. I mean, what did you guys think? Pretty much, I think I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. still mm. be interested to see it because of the people that are involved. Um, obviously, Richard Linklater has had a lot of um, films that have been well people have loved. Um, School of Rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I know you saw Boyhood, and oh, that's fantastic! That is great. You love that. I haven't seen a lot of his films, yeah. um, but. Because everyone goes on about them so much, I am I definitely want to see his films. And do, that would make me want to see this one. But confused, yeah, yeah. yeah um, but uh, yeah, this this trailer didn't really stand out to me as no. something that a director that people would find amazing yeah. would, would would do. It, it seemed a little generic, actually. It did. Yeah, I was going to say that mm. the, yeah. the kind of jokes that were involved, the, the shots. Well, is it is it a comedy? I mean, it, it looked, yeah, there were jokes in it, but I don't think it's a straight comedy. But it seem like there I, think, I think I think there'll be there'll be. I mean, by the looks of the the, the subject matter, I'm sure there'll be elements of yeah, you know, sad parts and comedy parts, and I think it might have a mixture of stuff. But yeah, it just looked pretty ordinary, didn't it? Yeah. What do you think, Joe? I was going to say again yeah, that word exactly sort of generic. I, I thought well, I was a bit boring watching maybe. it. Yeah, um, it might have. Maybe they've not picked the best bits for the, from the trailer, but. When you make a trailer, you tend to pick the best bits out of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It won't bother me if we didn't see it. Yeah, put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. What are you thought saying? Yeah, just yeah. just just very boring. I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, I know he's Richard Linklater is directing it, but I mean, I don't know that those three actors are great actors. Yeah. Just looks like they're just going through the motions a bit and. Mm. Yeah, yeah the, name, mm. the perfect word is generic because it looks like it could have been directed by anyone. Yeah, yeah. could have been casted anyone. Yeah, mm. getting free. Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's getting free stellar actors, and it just looks like they're just. It kind of looks like they're just playing themselves in a way, like just these mm. these old. About that, but I mean, just didn't really seem very. Didn't seem much. It was unique going on, oh. and just no, yeah, yeah. I, I, it sounds a bit harsh, but I don't actually care really for the story that much. No, I think they're clutch, clutching at straws now, aren't they? I think. Yeah, maybe so. this is just to get a bit of money. Mm. Yeah, maybe it's. A but they, if it were, it's not exactly the well, interesting type of film that's likely to gain a lot of money, is it? Said on the titles, it was in Amazon Studios. Mm. Oh yeah, with Liongate, so uh, it's been interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah. Kind of bump up their content a lot recently, haven't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's sort of, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would. If we didn't see that, I would not bat an eyelid. No, no. put it that way. No, no, would I? I imagine it's probably just going to pass us by and we won't even we notice see it. it. Yeah, because I remember we watched a Brian Cranston trailer quite recently, uh, Wakefield or something yeah. like that, or yeah. some other town around here. And it was, I saw a DVD for it as the other day. So Did you? Yeah. Oh, really? I do want to see that though. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to actually. But it, but it's the point of if you know we don't, we don't, even, quickly we don't even realize that, 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 we've not, <laughs> that we've not seen it, and then before you know it, the release date's coming on, and we've not even yeah, yeah. exactly not even heard anything, yeah. any whispers or anything. So. Mm. <laughs> well, that one seemed a lot more 
independent, so... Yeah, I did actually want to see that, because I thought yeah. that looked alright, but... Probably didn't get a wide release. No. Mm. Well, I wouldn't have done. Alright, next piece of uh, news is a trailer for Red Sparrow, starring Jennifer Lawrence, uh, which our good friend Dale has worked on. Um, what do you guys think of this trailer? I think it's a better trailer than yeah. the Last Fog Flying. Yeah. Obviously, it's more of a teaser trailer. It's it's not the full trailer yet, but there's enough in there to to make me think. Mm. Um, mm. It looks like Jennifer Lawrence could put in a good performance. Um, you know, it kind of looks similar to. Well, I was going to say Atomic Blonde, but you know, like the whole sort of. Um, mm. a, a, yeah, I kind of get what you mean. Agent thing in the you know, Moscow instead of Berlin kind of thing. Mm. I'm interested. It's very hard to you know. I mean, that is we've really not got a lot from it, but purely based off. The few shots we had, the little bit of dialogue, the cast, it looks quite interesting, Joel Edgerton as well, and Charlotte Rampling, who was in 45 years, do you remember that film? Um, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it looks like, it's definitely something I would be interested in, that's all I can say, it's mm. not a lot there, is it, but, you know, cool. what yeah. can we say? Right, um, yeah, I think, I'm, I think I'm kind of meh with it, I'm kind of middle middle with it I don't think it looks bad but I don't think it looks like something that I'd particularly it doesn't look particularly original like the whole idea of these kind of spies using their bodies to to, to seduce people I guess it just kind of to me it just kind of I just got the vibe of generic action film Um, Mm. which you know it might be good I don't know I'm just kind of neither here nor there with it really to be honest Mm. yeah I'd probably agree with you to be fair yeah Um, I it, like you say, it was better than the first one. Yeah. It sort of made you go, oh, okay, you know, let's watch it. Um, <laughs> but again, I wouldn't probably be bothered if we didn't see it. Would mm. yeah. he? I would go and see that. Yeah. It's just off that trailer. I, I mm. thought that was quite good. And I do like the look of it, actually. There um, you go, then. I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, what are you bringing the mood up? Yeah, well, the thing is with these sort of films is that they get churned out so often. Yeah, and you you are right. It does sort of look like it's going to fall into some cliche traps, mm. so that might affect the film. But I've, I do actually quite like the look of that. Mm. Um, yeah, God knows what's going to happen until you actually go and see the damn thing. Um, yeah. yeah, but I think as as that trailer was quite well made actually. I thought. Mm. Yeah, um, I know why. I know where you're coming from with the Atomic Blonde thing, but I don't think it's going to be similar in terms of style. No, because I mean that was just probably not the style. No, no, they were no. But I, I do, I do see more... how you're making that. Comparison. Yeah, and obviously because she had blonde hair at the end. Of it. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was like this agent or whatever. But I mean, <laughs> I think that trail looks like it's a bit more grit in that film. I think Atomic Blonde was just so so cliche, wasn't it? And over the top with the eighties stuff and whatever. Mm. I think there might be a bit more going on. I'm never really keen on like the massive graphics though. I never really like that in trailers, you know. Massive where, graphics. Well, just like in 2018, you know, the massive oh, right. red writing. I know it's trying to just like okay. obviously grab your attention and stuff, but it just seems a bit. I never really like it when it does that. Okay. Do you want me to have a word with him? No. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's move on to our last and biggest piece of news now. And I'm sorry to bring the subject up again, to be honest. Um, but we kind of have to, considering that it's quite a big piece of news. Quite Basically, a big, quite a big film. Isn't it? It's just that Star Wars Episode Nine has uh, got its new director now, and it turns out that J.J. Abrams will be returning to do it. 
So that's that's, that's interesting. Mm. So that Star Wars Episode Nine, nine yes. the one that's coming out at Christmas, or no, the, no, the one after that, the one after yeah. that. Okay, I've missed you. You won the one see, John. Yeah, the one after next year that I won't yeah. see. The final one in the trilogy. This new right. trilogy. Yeah, one. it's also uh, that also means it's been pushed back. Um, oh, okay. To December. To December. So it, where we thought, you know, Star Wars film that's not going to be in December. It's, it's going to be in December. Again. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I guess is everyone happy with this news? Or I think I am. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, I mean, yeah. I liked it. As, I mean, as long as he do, as long as he kind of learns from, like, yeah, Force Awakens was good. So as long as he just learns from the little things that people complained mm. about, like, I think were justified, like the fact that it was a carbon copy, the exact same yeah. story, and you hope. But but by this point, you know, this is a whole film down the line that we haven't even seen yet. Yeah, a lot hinges on the next one, on this current one coming up, doesn't it? Really, it a, does. lot, a lot does. Where yeah. the franchise is going to go? Yeah, it does. Um, so yep. there really is only one question to ask, and that's when are you going to watch these films, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> At some point, You've got a lot to catch up on. I know. Well, I've got my letterbox to do now, aren't I? Yeah. Well, that's your motivation. You can add it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will. I will. At some point, watch them. Well, Jack's still mm. not seen the prequels yet, so he's not suffered yet. So yeah. So the, question, so the question one, one is, coming out in December, gonna, yes. this December, yes, and then there's going to be eight. eight, and then number nine is going to come out next December. Presumably right. the year after, actually. I, I don't so know. Not, is it, is next it 2019? Not this December, the December after is going to be another spin-off. Is next December Han Solo? Yeah, but it's or is that a yeah, it's Han Solo of the next one. Next December is Han Solo, yeah. 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 Right. Net, you need a degree to keep up with this, don't you? 2018, yeah. Yeah, so... I think I'm qualified. Are you hinting there, Woody, that like we had a Star Wars marathon for The Force Awakens, are you hinting that we do a prequel marathon yes. for Episode yes. 8? Yes. So, no, you're not suggesting. So, so the way. I am, so, I am very much suggesting it. I think, <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Yeah. And so the way we kind of geared ourselves up and psyched ourselves up and got ourselves mm. very excited with The Force Awakens by watching the original. Masterpieces. This year, we're going to bring ourselves yeah. a lot of pain and regret leading up to what will hopefully be quite a good film. The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. I do. I think it'll be enjoyable. <laughs> Especially because I just. I need, Never I need Jack to see these prequels. Yeah. Are you going to watch The Force Awakens again before this one? Probably. I've been, I've been thinking about rewatching it. Probably yeah, a good probably idea. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about rewatching it anyway, to be honest. Yeah. Well, we almost managed to get through it. I've been thinking about rewatching the uh, original, the original Tridge again, but I don't know if I will. The Living Festival, where we almost it was like half an hour <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, we, we watched. We watched half. Maybe I'll just watch the other half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's quite cool news. I mean, he did do a good job with it. I mean, yeah, it was, you know, very very similar, but at the same time, it was a good film in its own right. And well, it just makes me think: why didn't he just do all of them? Why didn't he just do all three? I don't know. But Whatever. Last but, world, innit? But the story will be so far along. <laughs> the story will be so far along at this point. He, 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 he won't be able to world, do the he? same thing. Um, yeah. Was he? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. JJ Abrams, yeah, was he? Yeah, oh, okay, fair enough then. Alright. Are we done <laughs> with that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to things we've watched this week then. Jack, what have you got for us? Well, I rewatched one of Henry's favourite films. <laughs> what about that? 
<laughs> oh, I wish I had done. Now I rewatched Passengers. Um, oh, it, it's currently on Sky Premiere at the moment, and I thought. I mean, I know our tastes differ drastically anyway. So yes, it wasn't a huge surprise that some you know when I loved it, you hated it. But at the same time, I sort of doubted myself, and 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 I was like, you realise how bad it was? No, no, no. I just wanted to double check um, what I'd. Think of all the stuff that you've not seen in your life. Why would you waste your time watching rewatching shite like that? No, I didn't think it was shite. At the, the very least, you could have watched Thor. Come on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I'm still not gonna, yeah, you're not going to get through four and all the other ones, are you? Before? The MCU. I will do. Anyway, that's a separate um, I think you should at least see Thor before Thor 3. I'm going to see Thor before Thor 3. Mm. Um, and I have docked a star rating from my original Letterbox review of four and a half. It's now a three and a half. Um, because four and a half. That's still, that's still three stars too many. <laughs> because um, I, I found it to be much much cheesier than I remember it to be. Um, a lot of the lines were just too ah, corny. And, um, <laughs> I can't believe you needed two watches to real, make this realization. I'm not saying the entire <coughs> script was like that, but it was. <laughs> but there was there was more of that than I remember, and and also um, yeah, the conveniences, you know. It, it was a bit too easy for them to sort of get out of this situation. Okay. Um, but I'll leave it there. There's not much more to say. I, I still enjoyed the film, just not as much. Um, and there you go. Swiftly moving away from that <laughs> subject, onto Green Room, um, which is oh. a film I've had on DVD for a while. One of them I've not got around to watching. So I watched it this week. This is a pretty mental film. Not as mental as tonight's film, but still quite... Mental, very, very graphic, very, very gory. Lots of shocking images that it's trying to just, you know, shock you with. Um, and basically, it's a very simple premise. There's a punk rock band who are struggling to get anywhere with the music. They take this gig at this sort of quite rundown little bar place in the back woods of Oregon in America, and they do their show. And then after the show, as they're leaving. One of the members forgets his realizes he's forgotten his phone, so he goes into the dressing room to pick it up. And when he walks in, this isn't a spoiler, by the way, he sees that someone's been murdered on the floor, and there's a group of people surrounding them. And as soon as he walks in, he realizes, oh shit, I need to get out of here before this escalates any further. And obviously, they don't want him to leave because he's now a witness to this. And so they basically trap the band in the in this venue, and they're trying to escape and they're trying to keep them in. That's literally it. Uh, the performances on the whole were pretty good, um, although it's kind of frustrating because at some points the volume just turns up to eleven when it, you know, music kicks in and all this gory stuff's going on. And then in the t- in the scenes where they're actually trying to develop characters and stuff, it's such a low, mumbly voice from Patrick Stewart that I couldn't hear a thing. Um, you know, kind of like Tom Hardy in The Revenant, yeah. like that, except every character. Um, so that was a bit annoying, and it is what it is. It's just. It's a good length, 90 minutes. It's something different. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't, you know, incredible. Um, so, yeah, um, that's it, really. Not much more to say. I'd say it's worth watching if you haven't seen it. But Yeah, it's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, so, you know, I'd like to maybe see what you guys think, but I, I definitely enjoyed it, but it wasn't, you know, something that I'll remember next year. or Yeah. Yeah, it won't, okay. it won't stick with me. Right. But, yeah, sorry, guys. Quite a poor week, that's it. Okay. Mm. Woody? Yeah, quite a few things. Um, <laughs> or do you want to talk about Elle first, Richie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being that she went and saw Elle on Monday. Yep. Yeah. Society. Society is back. 
back in action. Mm. And uh, you, missed, you missed the first one. Jack. Yeah, I know you missed the first one. Yeah, I know you know you did. <laughs> um, yeah, again, the season's got off to a bad start. Um, yeah, we mm. making a habit of this now. Every first film, mm. had a bigger splash. Oh God, yeah, Julietta. Oh God, yeah. And this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think this was this was the worst film. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, it was just it, it, it was it was a very strange one. Hmm. I really enjoyed it for a while. Yeah, it's sort of like this, like it's sort of split into two different hours, really. Uh, sort of like mother. So the first hour, was, I was getting into it and getting behind it, and then. All of a sudden, it just got very strange. Yeah, me too. And got to a point where I just couldn't believe the, I just couldn't believe the decisions that were being made by these characters. Well, her her character. Um, yeah. Good performance from who? Whatever she was called. Isabelle <laughs> Huppert. Oh, why do you have that? Why is that just knowledge you have in your head? Because you didn't even see the fucking film. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've read about it and stuff. Oh, God. Um, well, I completely agree. What do you like? Uh, feel like I had the exact same experience as you. I was really enjoying it, yeah. and then uh, I just, yeah stopped being able to believe what the character was doing. It's just, mm. I mean, I get, I get that's that the whole film is trying to make a uh, uh, trying to make a point about kind of blurred lines mm. between consent and yeah. shit like that. But for me, it just just didn't seem believable. No, no, because there's a certain point in the film where. I really enjoyed the start. Basically, this woman gets raped and she tries to find out who the attacker was. Mm-hmm. And the start of the film is just you don't you don't really see what's happening. You just hear all the sounds and it throws you in at the deep end straight away. And what I liked about I liked what I liked about her character specifically is that she had this layer to her mm. where she didn't she just just tried to kind of carry on. With her life, yeah. Like immediately, and, immediately and, after, she just starts to clean up. And yeah, like, and get Chinese. In, in, yeah, and uh, she, she, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't process. She doesn't call the police. Yeah, yeah. And she, 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 I think there's a scene where she says, oh, "What's the point? It's done." Mm. Um, which, yeah, you can definitely argue is not the most responsible mm. uh, thought process, but it's it's a believable one, especially when you know when you go through that yeah, kind yeah. of. Trauma. Because you can see, it, yeah, you can see someone just, just be like, "Well," and then just completely block it. Mm. it yeah, and I really liked that aspect of it. Um, mm. But it just got to a point where mm. it was where it was just like, maybe you should call the police now. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a bit in the film where I thought it was going to go one way in terms of like a, a deep hand like revenge mission because mm. she goes to a, a gun shop and starts to get tooled up, doesn't she? And gets all mm. these weapons and that. And I thought, right, well, she's just going to take matters into her own hands. Good. Mm. And especially sort of a, a side story or a backdrop that I found interesting was the fact that the reason she didn't ring the police in the first place was because of the her history with them. And oh, yeah. part of a criminal oh, yeah. family yeah. or whatever. And her dad, oh, I don't really, oh, really want to get into that yeah, too much. But basically, I thought she was going to... be kept hinting that this character did something that in the past when she was young mm. and that meant she couldn't rely on the police yeah but uh, yeah but that that stops being an excuse for me at a certain mm, point yeah but she yeah. just gets too far but I, I, I thought because basically dad got imprisoned but she didn't because she was that like, really young but I thought they were going to portray it to be that 
maybe she did actually play a part in this crime, but we just never know. We're never told about it. And she, we're going to see this side of it. But we just didn't. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really... And I think that would have been the better, much better than what actually happened. Because what actually happened was just just bizarre. And Did yeah, it leave you very cold sort of the end? Was it a bit of a... It just sort of... Yeah, just like Richie said, it just got to a point where I'm struggling to believe this anymore. Mm. Yeah. Richie, you're quite right. There's a point where you just be right, I'm going to call the police down. Yeah. No, no matter how yeah. you don't believe in the police yeah. or anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's also not even that. She welcomes it. it oh, I can't go into too much. Yeah, yeah, don't detail. Yeah, don't. But um, so anyway, I I I gave it two and a half stars. Me too. Because I thought it was sort of filled with two halves again. It was just got really good, and it just went downhill. Very quickly. Yeah. So yeah. ended up averaging itself out, and yeah, yeah I, I did get exactly the same. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's L. Um, couple of things I'll tell you all first um, I've been watching this uh, Dr. Foster um, oh yeah yeah came out 2015 never watched it because mm-hmm. I didn't really think much of it thought oh it's just another British TV show uh, and then obviously they've released a, it got very successful and it, the second series came out last mm-hmm. week so I thought alright well I've heard a few people saying things, good things about it so I thought I'll give it a go and I watched the first series in Couple of nights, maybe mm-hmm. five episodes, fifty minutes, and it was it was good on the whole. It wasn't it was not worth the hype it was getting. Right, mm-hmm. it really wasn't. Saran Jones who plays the Doctor, Doctor Foster, and she puts in a very good performance. It's a bit. It's a. If it wasn't for her, then it just wouldn't really. Okay. Go anywhere. It's a bit of a tour de force from her. She's very very good. See why she won BAFTA for performance. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the first series, the story had finished itself. And I thought, well, right, what are we going to do now but in the second that's going to make me want to keep watching? Mm-hmm. They finished it off and they probably didn't expect it to be such a success, so obviously if it's really successful, we've got to bring it back because mm-hmm. that's what you've got to do nowadays. Uh, and, yeah, yeah two in it's and it's just completely lost it. Darren really? Aronofsky's on two. It's destroying <laughs> the earth. Yeah, is it gone? Yeah, it's just what a shame. Like just said with L, then it's I just find it very hard to believe now. Because mm. it, it give you a basic outline of the first series is she finds out her husband's having an affair, right? And you find you know in the first half hour of the first episode that's the case. And I was thinking, right, well, I've seen this a million times before, husband cheating on wife. Mm. What what's going to make it stand out? But it's a way that she actually goes about getting revenge, right? If you even want to call it that. And it takes five episodes to do it. But it was actually quite engaging, actually. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I just think that it ended in a natural way. And I was surprised to see it. Um, mm. Obviously, after think, watching that, thinking, well, oh, it's only good being bored about because it done so well. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's been there's two episodes in, and it's just, I just think it's just lost it way completely. Right. It's getting a bit ludicrous now. I mean, I probably, I might give it much for the next one. But I'm still... Sick of it after that, and I'll just sack it off. Mm. Yeah. How many times does it, does this happen? If you can't, yeah. Yeah. you can't sustain it. Just, for, just leave it be. Just, yeah, yeah, just <sighs> So yeah, Doctor Foster. Um, but one TV show that I've been watching and it's just outstanding is season two of Fargo on Netflix. Oh, yeah. uh, Watch the first one when it was released in the UK, 
and it's an anthology series so it takes little themes and some aspects into like, the setting and the, of the film and just uses it in this show right and the second season is outstanding honestly wow. I think it's I've seen a lot of people say online that in terms of quality of output it's up there with Breaking Bad and I find that very hard to dis- disagree with wow. I mean not that I'd directly compare the two you know I think Breaking yeah. Bad's in a league on its own uh-huh. just because it's quite unlike anything that I've seen on telly before mm. but Fargo's incredible and I loved um, the, the first two are on, Nef- on Netflix I loved the first one been years since I've seen it but yeah it's outstanding I've got two more left and really enjoying it and um, mm. Good cast, good cast. <laughs> Patrick Wilson's in it. And <laughs> Patrick Wilson plays the cop. Who plays the guitar then? No, he doesn't play the guitar. <laughs> but you know what? He's actually put, he actually puts in a very good performance. He's um, a great, great actor. He's a great, he's a great actor. But great singer. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen him in a, in a non-horror film. <laughs> he's just either an Insidious or Conjuring. That's it. And yeah, he puts in a very good performance. And there's some. Uh, mm. All round, everyone's sort of. Is Ewan McGregor in it? No, he's in the. There's a season three that's just been out on Twitter uh, right. on. Um, but Ewan McGregor's in that, and it changes it. All the stories and the characters change every series. Um, mm. Kirsten Dunst, Jesse, uh, Jesse Plemons, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah, he's in Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a few other sort of people that are quite recognisable. And yeah, it's 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 incredible. Jesse Plemons, he's going to be in uh, Black Mirror, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, it's in that, 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 that Star Trek picture. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, if you, if you love Fargo, the film and the the TV show is brilliant as well. And I'll definitely have to get onto this at some point. Oh, the yeah. cinematography, the the editing, the the montages are. Yeah. Yeah. You've oh. got me now. That's a great story as well. That's a great story. It's told mm. very well. And then uh, two rewatches, but I can go through these pretty quickly. Films are. Watch Requiem for a Dream today, yes. um, just before I came here actually, hmm. just because you did, and I wanted to get in a Darren Aronofsky mood, and probably shouldn't have bothered really because I didn't expect to what, <laughs> what mother was going to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't really say much more than what you said last week about it, Richie. It's a, it is a masterpiece. It's a ten out of ten. Yeah, um, it's just stunning, really. It's I don't know. I, it's so weird, isn't it, to compare the two now? Mm. And yeah, uh, the I don't that... think there's there's nearly as much visually interesting stuff going on in Mother than there is in No Requiem. No, but just the editing and the performances. You got four characters there in Requiem, but it's completely different to the four characters that we had in Mother, or the four main characters that we had in Mother. Yeah, yeah, you can't really compare the two. Mm. Some of like the close-ups and all like that. Some of the camera techniques were sort of similar in terms of like getting close-up shots and yeah, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, it's a great film. Uh, and then the last thing I watched um, on Thursday, I don't know when it was, because when I was in Ragate the other week, I gave me a chance. Obviously, traveling gave me a chance to and just sit around um, to finish off reading High Rise. So oh, the book. I finished the book hmm. um, for. J.G. Bell novel, so I decided to rewatch the film um, mm-hmm. the other night, and yeah, I mean, I remember we we watched it, we, we liked it, but it was all a bit. It was, like, it, it was all yeah. a bit too. Uh, much. Yeah, it was another. It was quite confusing. And even confusing. after seeing it, 
reading the book and then watch it again <laughs> it's still <laughs> it's still crazy yeah and so part of me does think well did you prefer the book to the film oh the, the book's in- yeah. incredible like the, the the detail that we go into uh, that J.G. Ballard go to, goes into is mm. it, it's so engaging and he literally goes into the minutia of these little characters and details and yeah and it's graphic and it's it's a great book it's a great book and it, it it's a lot of it's lost in the film though mm. because he because you just can't mm. go into the details yeah. that whole film's just told through Tom Hiddleston's mm. Lang isn't it mm. whereas with, with the book it sort of centres on Lang for a couple of chapters then Luke Evans' character which Richard Wilder for a few characters then for a few chapters and then uh, Royal for a few chapters like it bounces around all these different characters right. and hmm. I mean I probably still like I, 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 did, I really enjoy the film and, it, um, it was a good film wasn't it it was just and Ben Wheatley did a, I think he did, did a good job but I do think of, of the Ben Wheatley films that I've seen High Rise is probably my least favourite yeah you know, I'd probably have to say the same thing but again I still think it's a good film though yeah so do I yeah yeah, there's a lot of surrealism, isn't there? Like, oh yeah, of course there is. But I think once I've once I've read it, I do sort of appreciate it a bit more. Mm-hmm. And then I, I thought, right, out of interest, I want to see what we said on on the podcast. So I listened to the episode. We we're also in agreement all the way along with it. Like, I ended up giving it a nine, and it's it's not a nine out of ten. Did you yeah, I, I I probably just got caught up a little bit. To be honest, it's not a yeah. nine. I'd probably give it a, a seven, seven and a half. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is though with Ben Wheatley and that's the first ever Ben Wheatley film I saw so I don't understand why I gave it such a high rating yeah, yeah. Uh, I've only got two more to see now but yeah I think I'd probably put it on the bottom hmm. of the pile but then that's like putting it on the we said yeah. this before about other directors that we like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and the thing the great thing with Ben Wheatley Kubrick. is that he never makes the same film twice yeah it's pretty cool you know, you know, Kill List is so different to Free Fire mm-hmm. yeah. so different to Sightseas which is he's, Every film is a different film, yeah. but I do think that it's it's a great book, and I do recommend reading it. Mm. Yeah. We do sort of, yeah, all right, it's crazy, it's a crazy film, but you you lose a bit of it in the in the film from the book. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, you do sort of, that transition is lost a bit. Mm. It must be hard, and obviously to... we have new characters who weren't in the book at all, like yeah. the kid. And, and... It must be hard to adapt a book like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's a I give them task, a, to be fair, I give them credit for actually doing it. And yeah. making an entertaining film out of it mm. um, but yeah yeah um, good rewatch bro. but yeah I, I don't know why I gave it such a high rating I just got too excited <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah um, that's your hot cockies mm. alright right. Pepster yeah well, what have you watched... watched in the last year <laughs> <laughs> well I Netflix brought out Gotham season 3 nice uh, oh, so it's a new episode yeah I've, li- I, I've watched the whole se- season on that. Um, yeah, I sort of just got into a binge watch. Oh, so you finished the third season already? Yeah, last weekend when I came off holiday. Good. Was basically, yeah, it was actually. Yeah, it started. It starts to get going a bit. Not that the other two seasons didn't, but it sort of brings the characters back. What I really like about it is the fact that, and you should be you'd be very naive if you thought that okay that character's gone for the whole of the the whole plot because. They won't, you know. They they bring them back, and mm. the amount of the amount of effort that they actually put into this script, I I enjoy it. I I really do. Yeah. It's the only one I, I I couldn't don't think I could get into 
It's interesting because you're not a massive. I'm not. No, that's it is that's, really that's the bizarre thing. I don't is know it why. a bit more grounded? Though. I guess it focuses. It is more a bit more grounded. It doesn't focus. Yeah, it does. It it doesn't focus really on Bruce. Well, it does focus on Bruce Wayne, but as a kid, as a child, it's more like a sort of crime detective. It is. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you know, and yeah, it's 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 good. I really enjoyed it. So that's really what I've been what binge watched the last sort of week or weekend. Mm. Mm. Um. I watched Sully yesterday, last night. Um, just average, really, isn't it? It's not really a story that yeah. should have been made. No, that's what I said. That's, yeah. yeah, that's the exact same thing I said. I mean, why have we made this into a film? Yeah. Because such a small part of it is It's not necessary. It's just no, not. it's not. And apparently, I was talking to somebody, I can't remember, because it was on the ship, and we didn't watch it because we were doing something else. Um, and then it came on Sky, mm. and I thought, last night, I was doing nothing, I thought, I'll stick it on. Because um, it was only an hour and a half. Mm. Um, and I was talking to somebody on the ship and they said it went through so many directors before it actually got Clint Eastwood took over well I don't like you know, Clint Eastwood as a director and, at all no and I did like America there was Tonight, no reason it. for it did yeah, I do feeling lucky right. <laughs> what are you saying so I do must be feeling lucky but <laughs> 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 well, no I just I haven't even seen that film you know it's I, I, I wouldn't say I wasn't completely uninterested in it I, you know it, it, I watched it for the I didn't turn it off or anything I watched it for the whole film um, it was just a middle of the road sort of thing it, I didn't yeah. horribly dislike it a lot of cliches towards the end for cutting the court scenes it, yeah, to, yeah to, you wanted it to finish when they were watching those sim, oh, simulations God. over and over and over again yeah, coming to land you know, <laughs> yeah um, so yeah I watched that and then the other thing I watched on the ship was something called Manhattan Night and it, it's a recent film. Um, it was on Sky, sort of advertised on Sky last night. Mm. Again, an hour and a half. It, it's got a. I mean, I don't know if you'd recognise any of the cast. I can't. I can't even tell you the names. It was, That's about it was, right. I don't. <laughs> um, it wouldn't. They didn't ring bells. Right. The main guy did. He, his face looked familiar, but I didn't recognise his name. Um, Manhattan Nocturne. And it was just. It was an interesting film. Uh, I mean, you can picture it, right? 10.15 on the ship I mean half the people were in bed um, but the majority of people are old in the theatre watching it and it's I mean there's loads of sex in it um, and quite awkward right and you can just see the, <laughs> oh, I definitely you can do you just see these old people no Adrian like Brody looking at each other oh yeah yeah um, and yeah it was it it was an it was a decent film actually. We came out and we we're like, "What a weird film!" Basically, it's about this guy who's a reporter and he's trying to look for his next big story. And he comes across, he goes to this gala dinner or whatever, and he meets this this woman, and she his mar she was married to a film producer or director. I can't remember. And he was quite a bit of a star. And he dies. Um, and she, <laughs> so, yeah, spoiler alert. Um, she well, I think it's the premise anyway. She wants this detective because he, in a previous case, actually found he's not a detective, he's a reporter. Sorry, but he found a missing girl um, through his reporting. So she goes to him and she wants him to find what she claims the murderer to her husband's death. And one thing leads to another. He he leaves loads of films in a safe in this bank and. It's it's quite interesting. He sort of like self films everything. This guy, this director, turns out he's not been treating her well, and blah 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 blah. Um, 
and it's really interesting. I don't want to give any more away. Hmm. Um, it might be worth Is a watch. That the you got? Yeah. Um, uh, feel free to take my phone. <laughs> um, yeah, it might... uh, what would you give it out of ten? Out of ten, I'd probably give it a seven. Okay. Um, yeah. The only one I know from that cast list, by the way, is Adrian Brody. Awesome. Yeah, he's who I know was only a few little things. Uh, I had a look at his. Yeah, his face is familiar. Yeah, he's in. It, well, he's, he's in King Kong. Actually, speaking of. Oh, is he? We were saying yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he's also in Peaky Blinders. Um, right. And something else, which I can't remember now. Grand Budapest Hotel. Right. Yeah. Um, mm. So he's in the life. Uh, oh no, it doesn't. Oh, yeah, Grant's Grant, Budapest Hotel, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's worth, I think it's worth watching. It's only an hour and a half. Mm. You know, so stick it on and yeah, yeah. see what you think. Sounds interesting. Um, yeah, it, it sort of gets you, it's a, it gets you thinking a little bit, you know. You mm. sort of don't really know where it's going to go. Mm. Well, they're good ones, um, aren't they? Yeah. But other than that, I can't really wrap my brains to think of anything else. There okay. may have been something a couple of weeks ago, but it's I can't. not a bad effort. Come but on, Gotham, obviously, the whole series, you've been yeah, in that 21 so. episodes. <laughs> is that how many there is? How many episodes? Oh. 45 minutes long. Yeah, around about. Around about, yeah, because it's American, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. 40 minutes. Speed up the like footage. Got <laughs> <laughs> to do. But no, yeah. So, that's my lot. Mm. All right, well, I've got a few things. Um, I can breeze through quite a lot of them. Um, a lot of rewatches this week. Um, mm. Rewatched uh, This Is the End. Mm. That was just a fun little, uh, fun little watch on a Saturday night, I think, or something like that. See that just um, good fun. Um, one of the Seth Rogen film, one of the more recent Seth Rogen films that I actually think is good. Yeah, I like that one. I remember. Maybe I need to give that another go. I remember not being totally, yeah, into that. Yeah, I liked that one. Anyway, um, it's a bit wacky in it. Bit... Yeah, of course yeah, it's wacky, there. but. All his films are wacky. And it's a cool, I, I just, it's a cool I just idea. Like, yeah. I just like it. I just find yeah. the jokes funny, and that's basically, you know, I, I I enjoy it, and I enjoy all them those guys together. Yeah, and, yeah. and under one roof in that in the scenario they're in, and also I think Michael Sarah is hilarious <laughs> in it for the brief moments that he's in it, playing kind of the opposite character that he usually does when he's playing himself. Um, yeah, uh, enjoyed that. I also rewatched The Nice Guys. Oh, yeah. um, oh, I nearly did that the other day. Yeah. Nearly did it, yeah. Um, which, it's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, which is still just brilliant. Yeah, I just yeah. love it's it. Great film. I guess uh, Logan Lucky would be the nice guys of this year, yeah, but yeah. I, I think the nice guys is better than Logan Lucky. Agreed. Mm. Um, uh, okay, and then I also rewatched The Breakfast Club. Oh, oh yes. Which is also great. It's so good. Um, that's a 10 out of 10 for me I love it um, yeah. I've seen it loads of times I'm pretty sure I've talked about it a few times on this show so a whole episode to it man. yeah oh shit yeah what about that <laughs> um, and so yeah not much more to say about that great film love it um, and now I've got did a... it remind you of It when Molly Ringwald came <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> did actually um and then I've got a couple of Disney films that I uh, watched, Cleo and I both watched, um, Peter Pan and The Aristocats. Mm. I've never seen The Aristocats. No? No, I haven't. Um, I probably enjoyed The Aristocats more than Peter Pan. Um, I, such beautiful animation style in that one. Really good. It's uh, similar to the style in 101 Dalmatians, which is also great. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. that. Is. It's just 
God, I'm not seeing that the, all the, Like, obviously, it's obviously hand-drawn. Yeah, yeah. Isn't mm-hmm. anymore. Um, but it's just that style where you can see a lot of the lines. Mm-hmm. And it just looks great. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, and... Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was it was funny, and same with Peter Pan. That one, the animation style isn't as nice, but um, it's so old, isn't it? I enjoyed, I enjoyed Legendary it. Legendary, cra- nonetheless. What, what year did Peter Pan? Nineteen fifty-three. Wow. So what an achievement, really! I mean, and the Irish Cats was nineteen seventy. Christ. I mean, the, what limited stuff they had available. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, like, look at just sorry to go on a tangent, but the Jungle Book. From oh, back yeah. when, compared year. to the Jungle yeah. Book that was last year, the Jungle, I mean, there's, there's, the Jungle Book is an absolute masterpiece. I love that. Yeah, film there's no comparison. So much, is the there? original one? There's no comparison. Um, but so, everything's moved along so much. Yeah, I like the Jungle Book a lot more than I liked Peter Pan and the Aristocats. When I rewatched those, those are just gave kind of just just kind of above average Aristocats a little bit better than Peter Pan. Mm. But yeah. I want to watch the Jungle Book again now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got um, the the same voice actor in the Aristocats that played Baloo in um, oh, uh, Bill Murray. No, uh, <laughs> what's his, oh, I can't remember his fucking name now. Um, Phil Harris or something like that. Um, and I really like his him as a voice actor. Or liked. Well, I still like the memory of him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's got a really cool voice. I like it. Had a cool, had a really cool voice. Yeah. Um, so I like that. <laughs> and uh, just one more thing, which is Unbreakable. All right. Uh, so I can give you that back now. Cheers. And um, yeah, I liked it. Mm. It was it was pretty good. I don't think it was amazing. No. I think I gave it after I rated it on Letterboxd. I checked yours, and I think I gave it the exact same. <laughs> Rating, um, yeah, I, I wrote in my review. Uh, what, what, what rate was it? Three and a half out of five. Mm. Um, I feel like the idea of this story is as fragile as Mr. Glass. Oh. <laughs> I'm quite, uh, quite proud of that one. Um, <laughs> uh, because if you think, if you if you think about the details of it, just yeah. even a little bit, it just, it just starts. Apart. Just start, it, exactly, it yeah. just starts to not it, really make any what, sense. This is what I said on the podcast, especially towards the end. Yeah, I think I might not be directly quoting myself here, but I remember saying when we were talking about it, but I watched it again. Towards the end, it, it becomes just ridiculous, and there's so many little things that happen that you think, "Well, how has this not happened? Before? How has he not noticed this before? How has this not sure been exactly a, been a <laughs> yeah problem in your life before?" Yeah, he's just, he's just like, huh? yeah, I just yeah know when people are carrying yeah. guns. Um, uh, right, but I, you might have to censor this. Go on. But if you just if he starts to walk, brush past people and they touch him and then he can see what they're doing straight away, mm. surely that's just been happening to him for the whole time he's been on this earth. Yeah. And yeah. like the good thing about it, I like the the angle of him surviving the crash and that. And mm. the, sort of the, the reveal at the end was Sam Jackson's the end that twist. Yeah, the end that twist is good, and the end that uh, cameo is very good. Oh yeah. That's his favourite one ever, he says. Really? That's yeah. a weird one to be his favourite one. Yeah. <laughs> he only has like one line in it. He's a drug dealer trying to get into a football stadium. <laughs> or an alleged drug dealer trying to get into a football stadium. That was actually something I didn't understand because he didn't find any drugs on him. Yeah. So what was that about? That was never explained. It showed him seeing him pick up drugs and then it was like, oh, yep, I better pat you down because I've seen in my mind that you've got drugs. <laughs> so it's like, no, no, you've not got anything. Yeah. Or what? 
Have you got powers or not? Fuck. Yeah, it just it it, it just sort of falls apart. It's really. Yeah, um, and it's so, and if, <laughs> the whole the whole thing is so convenient. The end. Of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's what's going on with this this? I don't. I want to talk about spoilers in it, but. I don't know. I'm going to give spoilers for Unbreakable now. Just fucking skip ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the whole thing of this 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 guy that's tied up, this, broken into this yeah. house and tied up this family, and then just gone to work. Well, the to, next day, yeah, yeah, while leaving this family tied up, and then just what is he doing with them? Nothing. He's just standing there spitting beer at them. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Uh, the whole the whole thing really just falls falls completely apart, and the, the more you think about it, but yeah. the, the film itself is still it's enjoyable. Still, yeah, it's still actually. And having said that, I did actually quite enjoy most of some bits of it. I, I did. I did. It, it, just, it just sort of once you sort of work the most out part what's, I was really, I was once you work it. out what's going on, the whole thing just sort of contradicts itself, and don't understand how. Yeah, as you say. I won't ruin it just like you have. <laughs> how, how do you get to this point? Maybe I'll believe it. As Bruce Willis, how do you get to this stage without already recognising some of these things for yourself? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And, it's like a reluctance for him not to um, want to become a hero as well. Like, yeah, yeah. It's quite interesting. Yeah, it is. And them two are very good, actually. And I didn't like the child actor in it. No, he wasn't very good. But uh, the I wife hated the, is, I hated a specific scene with him in as well, which don't even. Did it involve a gun? It did actually. Yeah. Yes, I thought it was probably the worst scene of the entire film, and it was, it was just a load of nonsense. Yeah, I quite like Robin White. Right was good as his wife, though. She, yeah, yeah. She, she's in the. Yeah, yeah, everyone else. Cards. Everyone else, I think, was good. Mm. It's it just mm. that little piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and oh, just one other thing that yeah just doesn't make any sense I just don't see how someone could go their entire life never being ill and not, not think... knowing it exactly yeah and just being like well, just sort of like when someone brings it to your attention you're just like uh, honey have I ever been ill before <laughs> I can... now that you mention it nope don't think so well there you go yeah. like, I, I feel like if that was actually something that someone had experienced They'd probably be boasting about that shit every time somebody they knew was ill. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've never been ill in my life. <laughs> uh, I just don't see how you could get through life and not realise that yeah, you've yeah. never had any kind of sickness before. Mm. But it's not. Um, it, it's. I still gave it that six out of ten. Probably having said that, because it, it yeah, quite, it, it was an it enjoyable. Wasn't, it wasn't film. an average film, and it wasn't below average film. No, it, was just, d- it just sort of, despite the things that don't make sense about it. Yeah. It's, it's still good. Enjoyable and yeah, quite fun. And actually, I, I quite like the music in it. Mm. I quite like the score. Mm. It's good. Mm. Um, but that's it from me. So, I guess we'll just move on to say then that you can email us at filmnight at yahoo.co.uk if you want. Please follow us on Twitter at filmnight underscore and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher and any other podcatcher that you found us on. Other than that, unless anybody's got anything else they'd like I to say... I'll ask you one more question. Go on. What do you think of this new Glass film that's going to come out, M. Night's next film, and now you've seen that? And obviously, um, the problem is I've I've kind of forgotten about the relevance of the the the, the, the split link because I've kind of forgotten. At how, the end of the film, he David Dunn sat in the cafe, didn't he? Yeah, I know. So it's like, so did he? So what does he know? Did he bump into him or something? 
Uh, was was there any more to it than that, or was it just no, that he was there? The split, the, James McAvoy's character lives in the same universe as David. Yeah, Davis. and that's all there is to it. Is yeah, that it? And okay. they're going to make a new film. Okay, and it'd be Sam Jackson, Bruce Willis, and McAvoy. Well, I don't think I'm into it to be honest. I don't think it really is. I don't think this is really a it's film just, that requires another. It's very bizarre. I remember when I watched Split. It was, when it happened in the end, I was like, "What." I don't think this this needs, but not, a, but not in a good what, as in a what that, <laughs> just, that makes no sense. Well, I just don't think it, it needs an, an addition to it, and I. No, it's a standalone, isn't it? Because correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but at the end of Split, mm. he's there. Spoilers for Split, by the way. Um, <laughs> he's there, <laughs> um, and he's giving like a little knowing smile, isn't he? So, mm. so what's that about? What What do you know, Bruce Willis? <laughs> Maybe you'll did find you, out did you did you bump into James McAvoy a few days ago and then knowingly just do nothing about what he did to those kids? <laughs> All will be revealed, I think. Uh, maybe, or maybe it will just be a load of shite. <laughs> <laughs> right, M Night like M Night trying to cash in. Mm. But I'm well, looking we forward to his cameo. That's in, about so... the second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if that's everything. <laughs> Then I guess I'll say it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Self-check.